Hello, Screeders. You know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Life is a roller coaster and I'm just here for the ride. Enjoy the ups, live through the downs, and like the hopping on and the hopping off and getting to know those in your car. I had a really interesting epiphany today. Interesting to me. I don't, I don't know what you guys will think, but uh, we had a lunch and learn at work today. And usually, I mean, right, the company I work at is eight people, and that includes the owner and his son and myself. So it's not a very big company. Uh, but most of the time, I'm not at the office, and we don't always see each other. It's a little different right now during the COVID, but um, in general, it's just kind of the way it works. Anyway, lunch and learns are normally someone doing training in a way to try and help other people understand what they do uh, for many purposes, one of which cross-training in a small company is important. Uh, Another thing is, is maybe the sales guy doesn't give the service guy or the install guy his due at the company or if you don't really recognize how important the route guys are who are delivering bottled water as a sales guy then maybe it's important for you to figure that out so this is the sort of thing I'm talking about and that's usually what the lunch and learns are But uh, not today. Apparently, uh, Mr. Goodwater himself had some different ideas. And uh, he went around the room asking people to to tell the rest of the room something about them that they didn't know. I don't know if he's been listening to Hobbs and Friends and has heard of the segment, Everything About You. But uh, that's certainly what it seemed like. And I, for one, had some ugly kid Joe running through my head. But what I found is that the younger people that work there, the so-called millennials, the millennials felt like they didn't have any stories. And uh, that intrigued me because, you know, everyone in life has a story. Everything you do and everything that happens has has a story. So why did these people feel they didn't have a story? And I think it's because they've grown up in the information age or the misinformation age, if, if you listen to last episode. And they've already shared everything. They share it in real time almost. It's not just the people that happens. There's Snapchat. There's, you know endless social medias to post out there where not only your friends are seeing it but strangers as well possibly so I found that really interesting and I wonder I wonder if that helps illuminate why they may like to watch APs or they may feel differently about say you know a critical role or encounter role replay or I don't even know what they're called but why they may watch people play games on YouTube or it's 
it's how they learn. They don't learn it the same way as we did. Where when I say we, I mean someone my age, I guess, where we just got the book and got together because we didn't have that resource. I don't know. I just found it really interesting. What I do know is today is Thursday, April 23rd, 2020. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sad nap man. Random screed, random screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need. Hi there, Hobbs. Shay here. Hey, um, I have been really enjoying Hobbs and Friends. It's the first way I came into contact um, with your content. And the last several episodes uh, where you've kind of changed your new format and you're doing it through Twitch and you're a little bit tighter in your time frame. I must say, I'm a, I get a little bit frustrated because, yeah, you do a lot of getting to know the person, which is cool, um, but then you don't get that deep dive into the main topic. Uh, so a lot of that crunchy, in-depth, pulling things apart really gets missed out. And um, so I am left wanting more. Um, so on my own personal opinion, I would be happy with a longer episode in just one chunk. Um, but if you did want to chop it up, into pieces as well it wouldn't really bother me either um, but i would like to hear more from your guests cheers mate hey jason the other jason here driving home from work um glad to hear that you invited joe richter to uh, hindsight list to talk about the books with you i actually suggested that on audio dungeon discord before i heard your podcast so great minds think alike hopefully joe will take you up on that as far as a new format for Hobbs and Friends, I'd like to hear both episodes. But if you don't, if you only the negative to just doing the in, the interview part, the meat of it, the meaty part is you you'll still have to record a intro to introduce the person, since we would miss all that build up. So it's something to think about. Um, I'd like to hear both, but if not, I would really hope that you would release the first part as audio only for your patrons and not only have it available in a video form. Thank you. Alright, there were Shay Cormack and Jason Connerly respectively weighing in on a change in format for Hobbs and Friends. I for sure would be releasing them for uh, auditory entertainment um, to both probably and just be two episodes which is very drink spin runny but I don't know I don't know guys uh, I did have this in mind though in my last interview with Steve Gradzicki which I am going to release tonight or tomorrow weekend at the latest uh, so that will be something that you guys can be looking forward to and uh, I was thinking about it, and I, tr- I tried not to be too conscientious of the time. It's, it's such a weird, weird's an overused word, cliche, and I don't even know what it means anymore. But it's, um, it's a troubling aspect of podcasting and running an interview 
and I keep to the format in a way to try and stop myself from rambling. I don't know how well it works. Uh, it is something that I have attempted. I don't do it on this show. <laughs> That's obvious. But, um, yeah, I really appreciate you guys weighing in. Uh, thank you for that. And I don't know what else to say about that. So we might as well move on. Oh, I know. I should mention, I don't know if Joe Richter and I haven't come to any terms yet, but I do know that he's interested in Malazan and is going to uh, read some more. And I have not ordered my books yet. I am strongly, strongly considering it, but in some ways it's a it's a cost that I don't want to incur right now. I wonder if I could hit the library. I don't know. What I do know, time for the next caller. Hello, Jason. Andy Goodman from Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks here. Um, I had to call in after listening just to the first few seconds of your latest episode because uh, the answer is yes. Yes, sometimes fiction writers did and were. Um, <laughs> the reason I know is that I had the great fortune of listening to a lecture by the British, uh, Scottish, I think, science fiction writer, Ken MacLeod. And he used to work um, as an, uh, you know, an internet engineer back in the day or security or something like that. I, I'm not sure what it was. And he he said at one point that the internet was designed to treat censorship as a to treat censorship as damage, as like damage to the system and root around it. That was the entire kind of concept behind the internet. And and he said very explicitly that they were fully aware that whilst one huge benefit here is it would stop any kind of state censorship of unpopular opinions. Of course, the downside is that you can't stop wrong information from also rerouting around the censorship or the blockage and finding its own way to your machine. And that was like the devil's bargain that they accepted. So yeah, they were fully aware of it way back in the way back in the eighties. I guess it's the price we pay. You know, you can't you can't open the flow of information only to certain types of information. It's either open or it's not. Um, there you go. All right, mate. Enjoy your podcast. Speak to you soon. Andy from uh, the Grizzly Peaks, which I don't even know what that means. Uh, I have listened to a few episodes of Andy's show, so you guys uh, have not. You should. I think you should try everyone's show at least once and see what you think and uh kind of like eating okra you should show up once in a while and see if it's your taste or like fermented things i know back in the day i would have hated those but now there's things i kind of like and so you know just like you deal with your uh taste buds you should deal with your brain buds and check out different shows and see which ones you like anyway fascinating story andy and uh, it should be no surprise that the forefathers of the internets, like Al Gore, right? <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, thank you for calling in. That is a fascinating uh, look 
or peek behind the curtains and I appreciate it. I'm not surprised though. It's it's something that we see all the time is this concept of the devil's bargain and to get something we want what do we have to be willing to put up with in fact it's kind of the premise behind my game uh, that I wanted to run called uh, now I can't even think I know what I was calling it afterwards but I can't remember what I best oh good intentions whoo Hobbs you killed all the brain cells not just the weak ones Anyway, good intentions was this concept uh, that was twofold, right? I'll go over it again for you new listeners. Uh, twofold in a way that you, the game is played in the, in the way that I designed it to have campaign play and longevity for individual characters through the, a domain system. And second, what do you want and how far are you willing to go to get it so the idea wasn't exactly a gotcha situation where you nibble and nibble and nibble until the mousetrap snaps like a resource management game like bx or something but more of a crossing the line and not necessarily realizing when you do and the stories that might uh, stem from that. And I have to get back in that kick. I have really been wanting to do more writing, but (sighs) maybe I'm just not a writer, guys. I'm really just like a game runner. That's like my gig, running and playing games. And I guess talking about it. Oh my gosh, I'm feeling dead silence with my yawns and the loudness of my van. Let's move along. So briefly getting back to story time at Mr. Goodwater the stories that most people told were drinking stories or things that they did while drinking I didn't tell any drinking stories most of the time I don't remember them and I often wonder at their veracity of the stories that I have heard after the fact things that I did or said are made happen from what I do remember sometimes they are quite exaggerated from the truth and the other times it sounds like a different person it's been two years plus since I've drank and the interest in doing so has not gotten stronger. I wonder if uh, I did get divorced 
or if something weird happened, if I would drink again, would I be better at it? I don't know. I doubt I'll find out. I do get crap occasionally from my poker buddies. Not recently, obviously, because any poker now is just through online clubs, but they say you were nicer or you were like this or like that when you were drinking. And once more, the storytelling unfolds. There's a, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of stories. And some of them are pretty darn funny. The majority of them are me being an idiot. I don't know. Just something that occurred to me. Thought I would share. One of the stories for one of the people was how she threw up in one of the other people's cars that was in the room. And I've thrown up in a lot of back seats. Front seats too. On top of the car, in the trunk. Lots of places. (laughs) It's not that great of a story. (laughs) I laugh at my own shame. I don't know. I have a bit of sadness today. Uh, Someone on Twitter had told me that uh, another podcast had mentioned my Twitch stream. I used to be talked about on a lot of shows and invited and interacted with them all. Not so much anymore. We need a name. We need a name for the big blow up that all really, you know, circled around one thing and through my own nature of not being able to stay a course and know what when something is the way it's supposed to be and always wonder if I need to revisit it or think about it again. I believe that still. And even though it's caused me significant issues with uh, branding in my life, with my friends, with my people who I thought were my friends, uh, with people that thought I was their friend and then decided I wasn't. I think I'm vague posting. Anyway, vague casting? I don't know. I think... I'm not sure it would go down differently. It's still a thing that bothers me today that I question if I did the right thing the right way. And I'm sure it'll happen again. In a conversation with a friend, uh, he told me that it's something you have to expect when you put yourself out there. And I think what he means is, is open yourself to judgment from other people when you open yourself publicly. It's hard. Often deserved. I don't know. I really don't, guys. Uh, It is what it is. And I will keep on doing it and keep on walking through it. I make my bed and I'll sleep in it. Yeah.
All right, one last thing I want to talk to you all about. I have agreed to run a low fantasy game for my man, medium, Eric Salzweedle. I don't remember who's in the game with him. I think it's uh, Brian in the park and one other person. I'm not sure who. And lastly, Steve Grodzicki himself. So this means I cannot run an adventure framework. So, what do I run? That's my question. What do I convert to low fantasy gaming for a one-shot with the creator? I'm sure I'll twitch it to y'all, record it to the YouTubes, and uh, it'll be something cool. So if you've written something, or you've read something, or you've seen something, heard something, smelled something, tasted something that you think would make a cool, fun, memorable session for the Hobbs, let me know. Call me anytime. Call me, call me anytime. Take it away, TJ. It's a beautiful day in the gamer hood, a beautiful day for my gamers. Would you be one? Could you be one? Sound about thunder, but don't despair. This colony's breeding great robbers. Would you be one? Could you be one? If the native percent mortality rate works for you, for a few bucks a month you can sign up and have the hogs kill you. So let's make the most of another someday Brew up some coffee and play it my way Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my gamers? Won't you be? Won't you please? Please won't you be my gamers?